Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Welcome to episode 42 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast, where this week we're going to look back at the capitulation at Stamford Bridge. This is Pedro. Mason Mount! We're going to discuss the bigger picture. Obviously, very excited and over the moon, I think. For me, playing for, for a club like Everton, it sounds cliche, but it, I genuinely mean it. It's, uh, it's a special feeling, obviously, scoring goals in front of the Gladys Street and things, and just some of the, the experiences they've given me over the last four years since I joined the club, you know, it's been some of the best of my life. I'm going to look ahead to the Merseyside derby next Monday. Breaks into the path of Salah. Salah with the heavy touch on the brilliant intervention of Michael Keane. I like you all know, all our listeners and followers know, Lee's gone on holiday again, the second time in about three weeks. He's uh, he's he's been the podcast off for warmer climes. Um, so we've had to extend the loan agreements with El Pivote. And he's, he's, he was signed on dotted line. He was absolutely delighted, he said, to uh, take over Lee's place once again. Uh, so welcome, Andy. Thank you. It's nice to share Lee's job. Really, it's a bit of a job sharing at the moment. It is, to be fair. Yeah, it is. It's become it's become like that. Um, and the way things are going, it could be a payment switch, like we said last time, <laughs> because he's he's absolutely taking the mic. But he, but you know, Lee did ring before we recorded today to, to you know to stick his oar in and make sure he got his points across so we could share his views on the game. Um, but you know, let's let's start with the game because it's it's a performance and a, a scoreline which we probably didn't see coming. I think I said to both of you earlier, for me it was probably the worst we played this season, but also the best in opposition teams probably played against us as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, because you look at when we've been beaten in you know, the Mark Silver, I think we just didn't turn. We made teams the sides look good, whereas Chelsea actually looked really good. They looked a really good side. They moved the ball really well. They exposed our weaknesses quite you know, efficiently, really, and... Yeah, it's just one of those games. I know a lot of people are disappointed. I was disappointed watching it, but you know that, that happens sometimes. Unfortunately, you know, we've done so well to Carlo so far. It's just a bit of a you know a bit of a let down, but you know one of those games where really. I think I think that that's what you said there, Peter. I think it's important that yeah, it was disappointing, but I think a real valid point is that Chelsea were very very good. 
And those those first sort of fifteen twenty minutes, especially, they knocked the ball around really quickly. Mm. It was crisp. Ross Barkley looked like Beckenbauer in the midfield, <laughs> as, as he was always going to. Um, and Chelsea played, you know, a very very good good game of football. We went at the races. Don't get me wrong. And you know, probably nine out, nine out of the eleven players um, who started the game were nowhere near the level that they should have been at. But Chelsea looked very, very good. And we've seen it quite often this season with Chelsea where, and we said it ourselves last week, they can look fantastic, can't they, one week, and then look awful the week after. You know, they've, over the, the course of the last week, they've beaten Liverpool in the FA Cup and looked good, I thought, doing so. And they've then, then turned, us, uh, turned us over again today. But, you know, we'd be sort of a bit remiss of us not to speak about our players and, and, and how the game went. Um because if it wasn't for Jordan Pickford, it could have been six or seven, couldn't it? Yeah, the, he made a couple of good saves. I know people will point out that you know, the, the goals that were let in, but you know the first, the first chance that they had with Mouse, the ball came in the box from Mount Mount, sort of put it down the centre of the goal. It was really, you know, came out really quickly, made a good save, and then there was another one from William, which we got from a tight angle, I guess. And then yeah, there was a couple where he had to make a good save, and I think you know Pickford wasn't. You know, I think there's always a fall guy for Everton, isn't there? Of course, when we when we get beaten, I don't think Pickford was particularly the fall guy this time. So I think that fans have pulled away from that. I think he, he, he was better this week. He seems he, seems, he claimed certainly everything that came at him in the air. There's no mistakes from that point of view. But yeah, it could have been five, six, seven at one point because we didn't have, we had the shot on target until fifty six minutes and Richarlison had a shot. So. Yeah. Well, it, was, it was a bad all-round performance, really. I think, though, I mean, I, I've still seen people criticise and pick for the even, even now. And I think it's a, you know, we, we've we've said in the past, you know, that he's been uh, to blame for, for various things in recent weeks. You know, we go back to United last week, look at Crystal Palace's goal. Um, you know, we can go back to Newcastle Goodison where he, he he comes out and and misses the cross and it leads to a goal. And you know, he's 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 to blame for certain things, as are a lot of players. But I think it's important that. People need to sort of when when a player does have a half decent game and, and do the job. Well, let's let's say they have they've done a decent job. You know, he's not always a fault for every single goal that goes past them. Um, but all all in all, it was just it was disappointing because we we said last week that not beating United when arguably we should have won the game after that that last minute disallowed goal. This game had more weight on it, um, and it's so disappointing we didn't show up yet again in one of the the Sky Sixes grounds, wasn't it? Do you think that's down to the the performance of the players or the lineup? Because I think a lot of Blues had a look at the team sheet. Saw Sigurdsson on the left, probably did a big sigh. Saw Bernard on the right and thought, you know, up against Alonso, really has he got the physicality to to compete? And both of them, for me, had a poor first half. I think that's. I think the, the, the team sheet is a big thing for Everton. I think it's been like that for a couple of years now. Probably since the Cuban era, where yeah. after that summer we signed all them players and they become this big nightmare when he's picked the team. Then they think now after before every game, it's it's a big it's a big thing when the team's picked. And I think there's two, there's two ways to look at it. Yeah, you're exactly right. When you see Sigurdsson start another game and after you know, he's had a poor season, really overall, fans do start questioning what what's going on. I think. A bigger picture perspective, which obviously we'll get to is Carlos only limited by what he's got. It's, I think we, I think he's he's not married to the four four two because he's always been one who's been pragmatic of the change when 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 needs be. But I think he's trying to bed in a system, and he just hasn't got the players. But it'll save well, as we'll get into. It'll save better down the line. But no, I think he, I think you're right. I think Bernard should have probably played on the left. And then if you're going to play Sigurdsson for his defensive prowess or you know, maybe Walcott, his defensive shape or whatever you want to call it, just to cover Sadibi, mm. 
because he changed it towards the end of the first half, yeah, did he? Yeah. seemed to put Bernard in as a, as a 10 and yeah. have, have like a 3 in the middle. He had the diamond, he? didn't he? Yeah, he tried the diamond, didn't it? I think with Sigurdsson, I thought before the game the reason he's going to play him is because set pieces would, you know, that's one thing, and Dean obviously is good at set pieces. The, the second part of it would have been the fact that he would have allowed, I thought he was going to play on the right, he would have allowed Stevie to run on, he would have just dropped him to that deep cross that he likes to do, but it didn't play out like that. I played that like they just played a functional 4 4 2 without any real differences. And yeah, I think Carlo, I think the 4 4 2 was exposed today, really, in a lot of ways, because we haven't got the players. But as I say, that's a, a byproduct of trying to get players who are going to be there next season to comfortable with it. So you have to take the rough with the smooth. And I think what happened pre prior to this game, after all our good results, is there's expectations growing, hasn't it? We're really we're still making progress. I think people need to remember that. But yeah, when you look see the team, you see Sickets and the ghost back in. You know, it's it's and it's, I think the captain thing as well. I think I think people would stomach and play, but the fact that he's captain every mm. week is it's. You know, I know captains change, the role of captains change for football teams, but as an Everton captain, you want a leader, mm. someone who fights for the team, and he, he doesn't signal any of that, does he really? Mm. I, th- I think you think you I think the, the point of him being captain when you've got, you know, Luca, Luca Dean is another captain, isn't he? So, you know, in that list, obviously Seamus Coleman's injured, not playing, Leighton Baines, another captain on the bench. Uh, it all goes back to me for the fact that we've got a total lack of leadership within the side. I mean, we, we could we could do worse than give him Mason Holgate the captain's arm. Exactly, to be yeah. honest, you know you, you see him week in week out. You know someone who stepped up, um, who you know you could argue leads on the pitch anyway, especially vocally. Uh, but I think we've had this discussion in the past where we just said it's it's more of a, a token now the, the captain's armband. It doesn't mean anything as such. No, you know, well, the leadership's changed, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I, I just think that that's something again, which which needs to be to be addressed. And we've said it for a number of years that that's something which we need to look at as well. About bringing in certain players with a certain uh, mentality into into the club. But a player that you mentioned there, Sadibi, um, and he's coming for quite a bit of criticism off off certain fans as well. Um, he seems his defensive side of his game. We always knew, didn't we? When when he was brought in, we always knew that he was. He's not massively defensive and he's, he's good going forward. We saw early on, he had quite a few assists early doors in his Everton career and fans were on board with that. Um, and he seems to come in for a little bit of stick. And, and yet again today, he had to start the game. There was no Seamus Coleman. Um, and it wasn't one of his better performances, was it? No, and, and I think with Sadibi, I think the key is, and this is where, again, you know, I don't want to take the 4-4-2 because that is his chosen system, but you've got to have a specific set of players, and you're going to have a, an attack and wing-back who can't fit. You have to have someone at right-hand side who's going to protect them, or a central midfielder who can protect them. Obviously, they don't have Garnagay around anymore. We haven't got anyone who, protect, who closes the back door so quickly. And I think that's why Luka Dean suffered, because there's no Garner really on the other side. But yeah, Sadibi... It, 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 the floor is with him is he just gets forward far too early too quick so he exposes the gap so early and I think teams pick up on that and I think Chelsea rather than what Arsenal did which is Arsenal attacked down that left and exposed the Wooby and Sadibi I think what they do had to do is, is bring Mason Holgate out the back four and get the pace mm. against Sadibi and um, of, of course Michael Keane as well yeah Sadibi just had a bad game he went from bad for worse he started making bad passes bad touches and I, 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 I think it, he gave the ball away a lot last year in France, and I think I think it's starting to come out in his game again. I think he had a good spell when he first came into the team. I think he had five assists before Christmas, didn't he? Yeah. 
Well, he's just pieced away now. I'm not too sure he's comfortable in the four four two. I think he needs someone to protect him a bit more. Opposition teams know it as well, don't yeah, they? they do, you, know, yeah. you just you saw Chelsea today. Both Pedro and William just repeatedly Runs, ping it in behind it, yeah. the fullbacks, and every time they got in, they looked like scoring. And I think two of their goals came from that yeah, same pass. It's frightening. It, it's frightening because as soon as we lost the ball you know, and the transitions, that was when the, the problem started. Because you see, they were looking for a ball. They were looking for Pedro to make that out in run where he could run across Sadibi behind Mekin. Mekin never knows who runs behind him, and that was of course the Pedro goal where Ross Barkley slipped. Remember. Yes, yeah, so, uh, do you know what? I, I find it's quite easy to blame individual players. I think the team just wasn't that overall. Mm-hmm. The structure wasn't there. The midfield was but even passes through the lines. There's no, you know, Gomez and Davis was probably a, a you know a tough pick anyway. I guess you miss a Schneider in a game like this. Mm-hmm. He's just going to sit there. And he's not going to expose the back four. But so we had no sentiment on the bench, did we? No, it, that that it was. It's yeah, this is the, the limitations of the squad at the moment. I think. I would play for you know I think against Chelsea play four three three try and pack them in the field and go four five one whatever and just try, you know play on the counter but Carlo's obviously trying to bed in that system so I understand it completely it's just Chelsea exposed the limitations of the squad by doing that. I mean one one thing that that we picked up on over the last the last few weeks is that although we've got limitations especially sort of defensively and centre maybe we've always been good going forward yeah, and, and, and yeah. have and have obviously Richards and Calvert Lewin. It was, it was being banging the goals and then today it wasn't out of their day was it I mean you, you alluded to like a Charleston shot on Cyrus you know early on the second half Cavalier had a great chance didn't he 2-0 where he gets put through and he was never never looked comfortable on that left foot did he um, and it was I mean you can't you, can, you know you can't say the kid he scored 15 goals it's something which we said off air before that he, he will have to work on is that you know, going through on a one-on-one situation and sticking that ball away because if it's if it's Richie Allison, your fan seems to score, don't you? Yeah, it's the same with him, but it's it's every player. I think it with Calvert Lewin. I think even Richie Allison made a couple of bad decisions. There was a, a, a moment in the first half where Calvert Lewin picked the ball up and he, instead of going towards where the support was, he ran away until Blind Dallin got tackled. And there was just a couple of. I think that's a lot of our attacks broke down with and Richie Allison overran a, a ball in the box as well when he should have crossed it earlier, but. Yeah, I think Calvert-Lewin should have scored that chance. He goes through one-on-one. He's not comfortable, I don't think, on his left foot, but he, he sort of scuffed it, trying to lift yeah. it over the keeper. Yeah. yeah, as you say, if it was Richardson, he would have put down the bottom corner, wouldn't he? Yeah. But, you know, although we've you know we've obviously rightly said that Calvert-Lewin's improved, he probably should be in the England squad, he's still got a way to go as a developer as a player. And I think people need to lower their expectations for him again slightly until he does reach that. You know, he's scoring good goals. He just needs to add little things to his game and they'll come because you know he's, he's made the big leap this season and make another leap next season. I, don't, I think the, that's the problem with Evertonians. I think sometimes there's no middle ground. If they're not great every week, they're terrible, really. Yeah. You know, and there is that middle ground where so, you know, he's going to stop scoring eventually. Today was that game, unfortunately. Yeah, he's on, he's on a on a great run, isn't he, Calvert Lewin? And you know, we've, if you would have said said to us last season by March time, start of March, he scored fifteen goals. You, you, you would have, yeah, you would have been laughed at, wouldn't you? Um, but the, the kids almost put two fingers up to a lot of people and got you know improved massively and, and and done a hell of a lot. But it wasn't it wasn't his day, it wasn't it Charleston's day. We massively struggled, and that, and that that for me then just shows the even more the gap that we've got to sort of close up if we're going to be challenging for those European places. Carl's come out hasn't he this week and said you know he, he wants us next season to be challenging for those top four places. He wants us to be up there. Uh, I mean, is that something which, which is is feasible? Could we do it in the space of one transfer window? I just I don't know. I mean, it's, it's easy to say now, isn't it? Look, looking back after the game, but do you think that was part of today's performance as well? The fact that I think all the the club was so disappointed at what we got out of both the Arsenal game 
and the United game that I think everybody felt we should have won both games. Then we're going to play Chelsea today, and even if we win, really, we're still on the coattails, aren't we, the European places? Yeah, this is, I think this one said before, it's the second loss in 14, isn't it? Is that mm. right? Yeah. yeah. You, you look at it, and you, you look at that, and you go, you're going to lose a game sometimes, you know. You know, some, you know, some teams lose three at Watford. It's just one of those things, you know. It's, you know, you, you know. But no, but it's true, isn't it? I think they all, all good runs come to end. So we, 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 you know, we're still not a great team. We're not going to win every game until the end of the season. Mm. And, and as you know, we'll discuss more in the, you know, the second part. Carlo's going to learn from these games, these mm. bad performances. He learns. I can't play them two together. I can't play them on that side. I need to protect him in here. And that, that you know, I think that's the problem. As I say, with that run we had. People thought we're going to get the Champions League if we get fifth because fifth could be the Champions League. And I think, I think we should, uh, you know, the expectation. I think it was just for Carl. It's one of a free hit in the fact he's going to learn about this squad and what he needs to change. I think he said he only needs three or four players in the summer. Probably people would say we need more than that, but you can't change it all in one summer. Mm-hmm. So I think this today's result. I think you'll learn a lot from it. I think it'll be better, you know, next week. You know, which we'll discuss as well. But yeah, I think. Overall, I think it's just one of those games you just have to write it off. I know fans obviously you know horrified at the terrible performance, but it was just it was just a bad performance. You have them, you know, we've had, we've had plenty of good performances recently. And, and to compound, I think for many people who travel down to the game, there was issues with the the same lines at Houston, mm-hmm. uh, Houston, wasn't it? People haven't said get a warrant to go to Wofford Gap and, and stuff. So I'm sure for those who travelled, who travelled the game, it was a nightmare. But there, there's got to, there's got to be obviously some some reflection on that. But Carl said after the game. You know, looking back at it, nothing went right. We weren't good in all areas. We we struggled defensively more than anything. Um, but he said we even said himself. You know, we were talking about York. He said we're nowhere near. But that, that's fair enough. And I think he watched that game and he understand. He understands the problems. You know, as Pete said, they, they know where the issue where they can hurt Everton. They, they, they know. They look, you look at the team. You go. You know, centre of the field weak. We'll play three players. You can turn on the half, turn and run up field with it in mounts. Barkley and uh, Gilmore mm. that would hit that hurt us and then you know City being Michael Keane on that side we can expose them we pull Holgate with his pace out, out which they did with Giroud and just clever little things like that and Frank Lampard's obviously much more inexperienced marriage than Carlo but at this moment it's quite easy at times to get round with this team and I think when we do get those new additions who are a bit more solid we will be better and Carlo's going to bowl players over the next six months he hasn't had pre-season yet There's still a large hangover from Marco Silva you know this aimless passing that sometimes happens at Everton so I think yeah, I think it's it, it's one of those results that you have to, we have to as fans put put behind us and you know it was yeah it was terrible. I feel sorry for the three thousand fans who went there, but it's just one of those. And I'm, I'm a big picture person. Me, you know, I was disgusted watching it, but I just I, I thought to myself, if all good runs come to end, we just have to try, you know, get get back on another good run towards the end of the season. Were you surprised not to see though? I was a little bit because he likes to rotate these two. Yeah, you mean back on the side today? What what was the thoughts? What was the, what was the thinking there about, about playing Michael King? Because he struggled, hasn't he? He has struggled. I just didn't get why Mason Holgate was on Giroud. That if that was mm-hmm. the case, like, the whole reason King would be in the side is to combat that physicality of a, yeah. of the target man, and he, and it just seemed like they just used Giroud to pull him out to pull him out out of position. And Michael King should be the one who's the stopper. He should not be the last line of defence. Mason Holgate with his pace should be the man who's like chasing down the mm-hmm. runners. But it, 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 you know, it just didn't work. I was like, I would have swapped them round. But yeah, Mean should have come back, and I think Mean has been. It seems people turned on him recently, but I think he's been probably Evans' most consistent player throughout the season. Maybe mm. you know, and obviously Holgate in you know October, November starts coming to the fore, and then Calvert Lewin after that, Richardson of course with him. That Mean has been our best player. So 
I think he should. I think I would have him in the side over Michael Keane. I think Michael Keane, although a, a good defender at times, I think when you expose him in space like Chelsea did today with Pedro making runs off, he, he just can't. He just can't cover those runs. Mm. He's he's good in games where he's sitting back. He's Better like, in the box, isn't he? Yeah, clean, making clean, getting his head. But like Harry Maguire is really, you know, in that, in that sense. If you play, if you say to Michael Keane, just defend your penalty, yeah, great. Yeah. And when we play Liverpool, he'll be great at that because he'll probably play that game because that's all he's going to be doing is clearing it, you know, yeah. getting his head on it. But when he has to try and defend in space, it's a bit of a nightmare, isn't it? and that's not his fault. It's just we probably should have never signed him. But that's, that's it's true though. I, I feel sorry for him in that sense because he's been he's been asked to play a high line mm. when really his career really went to, went up a level when he played in a, in, a, in, a, in a low block, which we just don't play. So yeah. you know, again, that's the limitations of the squad. Mm. So, you, so you think he'll keep his place for the for the derby? I do because I think we're going to be sitting deep, aren't we? I don't. I, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult one, the derby. I think Carlo have learned lessons from the the game at the uh, game at Downfield. We're going to get up. Yeah, you hope so. And, you know, it, it, we can't we can't just allow them to dictate the midfield. I think he will chat. Maybe we'll change it four four two, but I expect the change. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll play. You know, he'll stop the crossing because that's what the build will be doing is crossing the ball. So I think Keane will stay in. Yeah, maybe I don't know if Holgate will go into centre midfield because we need someone to sit there and put things off. Yeah, and and that's it. it that'll be you know you, you're losing then probably your best your best centre half. So you have to play form change accordingly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he what he does what he does for that game. But what one player who hasn't had not much of a look and he's he's he's, he's appeared in in parts is a, I know someone you're you're fond of is Alexa Wilby. Yeah, and you know this. What what are your thoughts in terms of does he come back in for the derby? Why wasn't he picked today against Chelsea? Because we, we haven't seen him massively, have we? He's played. He hasn't played a lot of minutes since he came back. I think, I think he had a little look the other day. He's played 184 minutes. And I think at the end of the day, he wasn't a Carl 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 never signed him. Mm. I think he has yeah, he has to change and adapt to the, the system, and that's why. He, and he, I think as I said to you before we went on air, I spoke to someone who said that Carl does like him and Bernard. It's that the, the problem is at the moment for his system and the way he wants them to play, they don't quite fit that yet. So he wants them to acclimate. I think they will be the left hand side pair next season. Mm-hmm. But like any player, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. If Wobi doesn't get consistency and doesn't you know start you know making better decisions when he's on the ball and you know making up on his defensive contribution, then he won't be he won't be here the season after. That's you know whether you know I like him or not. That's just a matter of fact. Players need to raise their level to Carlo's level, or it'll be gone. That's mm-hmm. and he does need to find consistency because he was okay. I wouldn't say he was great in the Marcus, so he was okay at that good game at West Ham, but. No, he's not really settled in for whatever reason. Maybe he'll settle in next season, maybe not, we'll see. I hope so. I've got my doubts on a Wobie. Yeah, I can see him at Crystal Palace. I've got to yeah. be honest. No, no. <laughs> Do you know what? When people say, I've got no problem and I'd be a different opinions. I like a Wobie. I just think that he's a fairy he's a luxury player in some yeah. ways. And I think that at Everton it doesn't always work. We're not for, you know, Ross Barkley was a luxury player, but he was a local lad, so it's a bit of a different one. I think if a Wobie was playing ten, then yeah, you can you go right, he's setting he was creating, he was creating chances, but on the wing, I just, I just don't know. It's it, it's a difficult one for him. It's up to him at the end of the day. He has he has to athlete to Carlo's way. Otherwise, if you had same with Bernard, I think Bernard's been good in games, and then seemingly away he just doesn't take. I know he got injured today didn't he, before the uh, half time. That's why Walcott came on. But yeah, and Carlo makes like for like changes as well. I think if it was the left hand, it was Gilfie Sigurdsson who got injured. I think maybe a Wobie would have come on. Well, or, Car- Carlo said that had nothing to do with this up. He said at half time he was okay. He said, but he said tactically. Attitude. I don't. I, I think Bernard's. You know, he's had a couple of good games, but I think he struggled he has, under, he, yeah. under the new four four two because I think 
it's a lot more defending than they used to because yeah. you used to have the, the two defenders, you know, the defensive midfielders sitting and they would then cover you, cover you when you yeah, got four. Yeah. Whereas now in the four four two, the defensive midfielders are overrun most of the time. So I don't know. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot. This is where Carlo's going to have to coin as well. You know, yeah. it's all well and good go we'll sign this player, sign that player. We have to develop the players we have or then sell them but it's not we're going to have to rely on certain some of these players these players are not just going to be like we're going to sell 15 and buy 15 we're going to have to rely on these players next season and I think, I think there's enough there for me in terms of players who are at an age who have sort of plenty of time to develop and that's that I think is key because what what Carlo will do you know you mentioned there about maybe signing three or four players is what is what he's saying well he's then saying to those like sort of Tom Davis um, Holgate to a lesser extent Calvert-Lewin people like that well I'm trusting you to continue developing and to fit into my system That that's what he's looking at when he's talking about maybe getting three or four signings in but I, th- I think that, that there is, there's too many floating around the, the squad at the moment who, who don't fit in and won't fit in Awobi hopefully like you say if he's hopefully he does and hopefully he, you know, he, he can adapt to that, that style. And of if he doesn't, then he's out. Then that's yeah, and, yeah. and that's the way we, football has to be. There's, mm. no, there's no place for sentiment. You know, he was bought for the the forty three forty whatever Marcus Silva was trying to play. <laughs> but he was bought for that system. If he doesn't fit the new manager system, that, that's just football. You go yeah. out the door and you have to either acclimate or you know that's that's. Yeah. Same with any play. I think Calvert Lewin's really suits the four four two. When he played Gilvy Sigurdsson's in the Marcus Silva system, he was te- you know, he wasn't terrible, but. You know, it didn't work, did it? This didn't work, and so it, it, certain systems work for certain players. So after, you know, we'll have to see whether these players. But it's all the fans need to be a bit more paid, not just with a Wobie, with other players as well, and think these players are still going to be there next season. They're not going to, you know, we're not going to go right. You're not, you're not right for us. You're going to, we're going to sign two left wingers, two right wingers, two centre forwards, mm-hmm. two. Centre, it's not going to happen like that. So it's, it takes time to change things. So you have to give these players patience because they're going to get games next season. Yeah, and, and that's that's something which you know. As we said today, disappointing results and unexpected results. But these things happen in football. But you know, I think it's really important that we do look at the long game and the bigger picture. And that's what we're going to discuss next. For Everton fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Everton videos and podcasts, download the Toffees app for free now on the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast, where we're going to spend a bit of time discussing, like we said, the bigger picture. What what we're all guilty of, I'm sure, and have been over the years, is having a knee-jerk reaction, should we say. So when things don't go right in a game, i.e. get be foiled by Chelsea, there's a lot of people kicking off and moaning and, you know, Ancelotti, you got this wrong, got that wrong, he shouldn't be playing and what have you. It was only a few days ago that we were all sitting there going, Holgate, you contact, amazing. Calvert-Lewin, new five-year deal, fantastic. Brownie Moore on the brink, can't wait to get down there. You know, I'm going to be sitting in this seat, picking me seats out. Ancelotti, Everton manager. All this, you know, so much to, to look forward to. I think it's absolutely imperative that we just keep our feet on the ground a little bit and be a little bit more balanced. Yeah, exactly. Then I think I think that's the that's the problem with football. The moment it's so week to week now, there's no bigger picture. I think everyone's so reactive and everyone's got their own agendas when it comes to players, managers. You know, people I've seen people saying, "Oh, Ancelotti got it completely wrong today." Yeah, maybe he did, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, he's, he's he's big enough and strong enough and you know wise enough to think I won't make that same mistake again. I won't play those players together and put them together. So. 
I think people just have to take the rough. The rough. It's not overnight. We're just going to suddenly become a Champions League winning force. It's it's mm-hmm. not it's not like that. It's going to take time. And there's going to be bumps. You know, there's going to be times where we don't win three games on the run. The car. I hope not, of course. But that that's just the, the you know the bigger picture. It takes time. One transfer window. I know Carlo thinks it might, but I don't think. I think it's much more. You know, it's still a lot of players need to, need to move off the books. You know, people think that we're going to just sell every bit of you know, rubbish that we mm-hmm. have in the summer, but it's, it's a buyer's market. You know, they, they set the market as if you know. You know, we could all think we're going to sell every tickets for twenty five million, but it's going to be hard to shift them unless we lower the price. But then obviously he's on the books because of the amortisation for, for saving amounts of money. So mm-hmm. that's what we want. There's, there's all there's all factors that I think people don't take into consideration. Well, see, not not to excuse today's performance at all, but yeah. we've had three managers. This season, yeah. we're out of both cups. Um, obviously, we've already had the final one. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, right. but go to a team like Chelsea, who are still competing for, you know, they're in the FA Cup quarter final. They've just beaten Liverpool in the week. They're, on the, they're in the Champions League, but on the brink of being yeah. locked out, aren't they? Yeah. And, the, you know, they're in fourth place on the coattails of Leicester. So, you think if you go there as Everton, you've just lost two two games that you should have won that would have put you bang in European contention, that's going to have a big impact on your motivation and the way you approach the game. That's what you were saying, where you, you know, um, before we, we picked up with the, the second part today. I think what has gone before the Chelsea game, uh, almost a bit, a bit of a kick in the midsection, should we say, over the, the last the last couple of games. Arsenal, you know, we had so many chances to at least get a draw in that game. And then you look at the United one last week, where we had that, that goal wrongly disallowed. and you know, you, I'm sure the players do feel it. And as much as, you know, they all talk, I mean, listen to Calvert Lewin talking this week when he signed his contract out, how happy he was and how much he says he, he loves coming into work each day. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's really easy to give lip service to these kind of things. But I, I genuinely believe in what he's saying. Hoggate was very, very, very similar. You know, two young lads who you could argue, well, Hoggate's been linked with Man City. Calvert Lewin's been linked with Man United. You know, two absolutely massive clubs in this country. You know, who are winning things or challenging for things all the time. They've been with that that kind of club, and they've signed on a dotted line for another five years for us. Now, I know this is the kind of thing which protects our position as a club anyway. So if we do sell them, they go for big money. But these lads are still committed to the future to Everton because they can see what's coming. We, you know, we're all excited by it, and we shouldn't let one game sort of knock us in that sense. We we've got the basis of a decent squad. We've got a world-class manager. We've got a transfer window coming up where we're going to obviously do, do a, a fair few deals both in incoming and outgoing. And we need to just remember all these kind of things when it comes to losing this kind of game. Definitely. And, you know, I think that when you put it, on, when you put it out there like that, list those things, it does seem very positive. And, and one result shouldn't, you know, and, and we're very, that's our fan base, isn't it? We're very <laughs> it is, and that's, and as I say, that's modern football now. You know, one week, you know, you're a Ballon d'Or player, the next week you can't get in the pub team, can you? That's the, the nature of football. But I think, I think fans just need to think about like where we are and where we've come from. We were third from bottom when Dunk took over the reins, weren't we? And, you know, we've got those couple of results, and then Ross comes in, and now we're, I know we're 12th now, or whatever we are, but, Still only five six points, and we're it's, it's the wide gap's got wide this weekend. We're only five six points off the Champions League fourth spot at one point. So it's all perspective, isn't it? And yeah, we are signing our best young players. If those players you know, didn't see a future ever, they run the contracts down, get a move. So there's I know they want a pay rise, of course, but at the end of the day, these are all positives we need to take. And we are again, we are looking already starting. You know, people are worried about the transfer. We already are starting to try and make deals. Obviously, there's been links about the papers this week with Gabriel. 
that that's all positive. And I think we are looking at players to try and get deals done early before the prices go up after the Euros. Mm. So I think that there's a lot to look forward to for the club, and I think the fans need to just uh, it's hard because four 0 is a bad is a bad result. But yeah, you know, copies. I was going to say that it is hard because all I, I I share both of your views, but even after that game, I turned the telly off and didn't answer my phone when it <laughs> when it was ringing, and I'll have a proper good soul tonight, even so when I get in. I agree, and, and, and do you know what? I've, I, I, I'm like that, and, and that's why I try to not tweet. Oh, I've got this terrible habit of tweeting during the game, and, and I hate it now because it's all reactionary for me. And, and you can, you know, and, and again, my bias has come out. So I'm like Sigurdsson better than because I don't like Elvis Sigurdsson. But at the end of the day, you know, we shouldn't blame individual players. The team got beat today. At the end of the day, the yeah. team weren't good enough. You know, the manager yet yeah, maybe set them up wrong, but as I say, you learn from that. You know, if Carlo can't do the job, then what are we going to do? You know what I mean? It's another, it's another head scratcher after that. I've got, you know, we don't, mm-hmm. we have to give it. You know, have to give him time to get things right. It's, you know, it's not that we're paying him ten million a year and he's going to, you know, magically turn around. We have to believe it's going to change, and the fans need to be part of that because we are a negative club. Let's be honest, we've always been mm-hmm. a negative club, and you know, the fans over the road are a bit deluded, aren't they? But it seems to work for them, so maybe we should buy into things a bit more. I know it's hard because we never win anything and we're always letting letting ourselves down, but I don't know, it's I think it's I think we just have to believe and we have to have faith, you know, that's 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 the only thing we can do. So it's one game yeah, terrible game and when I watched those I, 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 I was uh, stopped watching the last five minutes because it was disgusting. But it's it's just one of those things. Like you know, it's, we're gonna have bad results along the way, and hopefully, we, we will turn it around. I think it, I think it's helped me today. I was I was out at a at a Christmas. Fellow Everton fan, by the way, because I wouldn't attend any Liverpool fans. Christmas, I, I say that much. That's not Liverpool fans. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> see, see me, yeah, see me, yeah. But you know, that probably helped me a little bit switch you off because I had it on my phone watching it. You know, as you do with the four G connection, no no Wi Fi in the goal. Don't know what was going on there, by the way. But watching it on sounds, yeah. Well, you know, you know, but watching on me on my phone. So you sort of, in a way, you're watching it, aren't you? But you try not to be anti-social. But I was, I was just, you know, um, trying not to be too obvious and show me disappointments after the game and during the game. But it is disappointing when you lose that kind of game. Of course, it is, and as a football fan, of course you feel it. But I think what's what's given me sort of a little bit of uh, hope at the moment and. You know, I can sit back and I can reflect on these games. Is who we've got in charge? Is what's happening behind the scenes? Is the promise that we've got of certain individuals in that side? Because you know, what, what were we saying when we had? You know, we've got got Richie Allison, a kid who, when he first came for whatever the price was reported to be, um, was absolutely slated in terms of you know we've done nothing for Waffle for six months. What, what why are you paying that kind of money for him? He's come in. He's turned into an absolute superstar and someone who, who we can build a side around quite comfortably. You've got Calvert Lewin who scored 15 goals this season from absolutely nowhere. Who looks, you know, every single week he's getting bigger and bigger and taking more responsibility. You've got Mason Holgate who was on loan at West Brom last season and was basically told there's no future at this club and he stayed because he had to stay because no one else came in and look at him now. So you've got it. I do like to now try and not be as reactive and sit back and reflect on what we have got and there's so much going for our club at the moment that we need, need to just take stock of that you know when we move to Bramley Moor that's the biggest thing that's got to happen to this club for, since we won the league yeah, last okay. you know it's an absolutely monumentous thing that we're, we're looking to do here and, and it just you know it, it was it was tough today but I think there's there's so much going on and having that, that man in charge of the, you know uh, in Ancelotti he will attract a certain level of player 
and he will attract a certain level of interest from all around the world because of who he is. Would you call me melodramatic if I said this summer transfer window is crucial? No, I wouldn't, and it, it is because it sets a marker down. And now, you know, I speak, I speak to people, you know, who work for the club, and I speak to people who know people who work for the club, and they believe that, as you say, that players you wouldn't normally expect to sign everything, especially with Marcus Silva's manager, want to come and now play for the club because Carlo Ancelotti has raised the profile of the club, yeah. and, and, and it is a big transfer window because if you look at. And I love parallels and examples, and I'll, I'll give you two. When Jaden Kloppers came to Liverpool, he put this four-three-three in place. They couldn't play the four-three. They got, they got, they were terrible at the back, weren't they? Mm. They started buying his own players, fitting them into a system. They started getting better and better. Pep first season at Man City. That next summer, mm. I'll have Walker, I'll have a left, I'll have Mendy. I've got my full fullbacks now. I can play my style. I think that's what's going to happen in the summer. I think it really needs to get the, the science right. We need. I think. The best thing about us is we know exactly what formation we're going to play. We know exactly where we need to fill, and I think that makes the brand's job easier. And you know, according to all reports, brands and Ancelotti get on great. They, you know, they're working together. They, they, you know, I think they understand each other in, in the sense that I think Marco Marcel understands what Carlo wants, and Carlo understands why he can get from Marcel. I think you know they, they'll work together well. And I think we're going to try and sign a centre half. You know, we probably a left footed one to add a bit of balance to the side. We'll sign a right back, which. You know, Digital Sadib is not obviously the heights that we maybe hope for, but you know, at the end of the day, we'll sign a right back. We'll sign maybe John Joe Kenner come back, who knows? Mm. We'll sign centre midfield because that's you know a really crucial position. We'll sign a right winger who can add goals because we can't go into next season reliant solely on two players to score all our, all our goals. And obviously, Moyes mm. Keane hopefully will make another step up in his development, but we really need another goal threat from, from out wide. And I think they're the positions that they're looking to try and fill. And yes, it is a big summer because I think. We've made a big investment in Carlo, and now we need to back him with investment to get the, the club up to a certain level to help him. And you, you know, hopefully, it will be like Pep and and, and, and uh, Klopp in the sense that for the second season, you see the, the, the bare fruit and we start doing things. You look at you know as, as well. You talk about Chelsea in Champions League. That just shows where our squads are currently because Chelsea are like in fourth in the Premier League third. They're doing well. You know, BBC's four 0 today, but they didn't even look like they'd get in the game against Bayern. That's the levels. So yeah. we, this is where people need to, you know, maybe slow down with the expectations. Is that there's still a long way to go to where in that position ourselves. So it, it's just a bit of patience required. Which to ask fans who've waited you know, thirty odd years for another trophy is it's hard to ask for more patience. But we're going in the right direction. All indications is that. From the club is that they've never felt more confident that it's going right with Bradley Moore, you know, the Russian uncle who's, who's, who's hanging around the club, who likes to take meetings in Germany, and you know, the, the, all these things are going going up. So, the, the bigger picture is yes, we got B4 and L today, and it was a disgusting performance, but we're going somewhere, there's a plan, and now we've had plans before, and you know, Steve Walsh, blah blah, blah but. Or you know, even me, you can be quite you know, you know, I, I overthink things and I look at bigger picture. I think I think you know the club's in a in a good position. If it doesn't work this time, then why why not give Carlo the chance? You know, we've we never had him. We haven't had you know even how Kendall when he came out manager in the eighties wasn't the level of Carlo. Mm-hmm. You know, he became a great manager, of course he did. But we've never had a world class manager the level of Carlo. So we've got to only we can only give him time to get it right and get the, the squad right as well. I think it'd be intriguing this summer to see what kind of names we are linked to. And I'm not saying, by the way, go out there and go and go and sign someone with this huge, this huge name. But I think the the level, the quality of signing and players that we're linked to will be on a different level to what we've seen before. Yeah, I think what well, you know, I I like to because obviously that's my job now. I like to analyse why we sign players and why people did things, and I think. What you look at as Marcel Brands is, I think the reason he signed players who didn't work out at Barcelona, who didn't work out at Arsenal, maybe, and 
or the big clubs is because we're trying to raise the standard in the squad in terms of the mentality in t- trying to bring players from clubs that have obviously got high standards who are trying to be consistent every week to try and raise the level now whether that worked or didn't but that remains to be seen because a lot of players I think you need the second season before we judge them however I think as you say instead of buying from maybe your, you know, your lower lower Bundesliga team or whatever we sign players from you know Monty Gladbach who are in the top four or, or sign players from Lille you know the clubs those big clubs who develop talent Ajaxes maybe you know they, I think that's where you're going to be and Carlo will add to that now I don't think we're going to be signing your cool of Arles. I know everyone loved that but I think because Everton is still in the position financially where we need to have assets now I don't think we're going to sell our best players every summer once every three summers, like Liverpool did with Coutinho, you know, and Suarez, you yeah. need to do that to sustain yourself. Because at the end of the day, Everton, until they move into Bramley Moor, are not going to be a financial force. Mm. So until that happens, we have to be smart and build up these assets, including making, which Brands has now been allowed to do, is make the academy more of an efficient machine as well. So I think the club is going in the right direction. Carlos coming in and backing Brands has also opened that door. You know, you've seen. A certain safari animal was demoted into just a coaching role recently. So it did. Yeah, <laughs> so it, don't me what you meant. The, <laughs> so it's you know it's one of those. That I always have to get you in chive in. But yeah, so it's just you know I think overall I'm quite positive where the clubs go and maybe you know maybe I think the fans do. But it's so hard because the games this season, next season, so far away in a sense. Mm-hmm. Really, I understand why it's hard. You know, I know Peter, I would probably say yeah, next season is so far away and the season is important but yeah this summer I think we need to lay down a marker in the transfer window definitely mm-hmm. and it's, it's important that we get our business done early with the Euros well yeah because I think someone worked out didn't it that every goal someone scores for example in the Euros the price goes up 2 or 3% that's how mad it is like James Rodriguez I think when he went that World Cup before he had that Stone World Cup he probably was about 25 million then it was suddenly 60, 70 so it go up quite high so I think yeah getting it done before the Euros but that's hard as well because play, teams don't want to sell because they're thinking we're not doing it on the Euros so we'll wait until after the Euros so again that's the tough thing about the transfer market it's a buyer's, you know, it's a buyer's market at times in the fact that you know we, we might want players but whether they're, you know, whether it's like seller's market as well as a buyer's market, but if we want players, then I go, well, we, we want to buy players, so I have to wait till after the Euros, so you don't have to wait after the Euros to buy this player. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. It, it, I think the transfer market's going to be a, a, a funny one. I think that's why they had to move back, so we can try and get more value out of it. Because mm. I think if it was the Euros ended and then they had a month to sign players, then they would have been astronomical prices. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting how it plays out, but say that the, the, the overall, the overarching message from us is that let's just. It's exciting. Let's yeah, let's let's let, let, let remain calm in a sense, but let's look forward to to what is on the on the horizon and uh, talking of the of things on the horizon. Um, I think it's about time after this short break that we discuss the impending visit of the, uh, the Russian athletics team. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones the ones from the swamp next Monday. So we're just going to take a short break and we'll be back. They're embodied in this club. I mean, I think this club has tremendous tradition. I've been to a few clubs, great clubs, Aston Villa, Huddersfield, Liverpool, but Everton, there's something magic, you know, about it. And uh, I'm just an Evertonian, that's all. Don't forget, lads, one Evertonian is worth 20 Liverpoolians. And that's, that's, that's the way I feel. I'm so biased about this club, yeah. It's the best. The biggest and the best. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast. We're going to look ahead to the the visits of our our neighbours on Monday. Liverpool Championship is in the bag, pretty much. City have lost against United 
they lose again they could win it at Goodison Park I hope the, uh, there's no problems with the trains from London again otherwise <laughs> <laughs> the ground will be half empty <laughs> yeah and, that, and that's before they put a, a, a ban in for coronavirus Pete Liverpool just haven't turned up the last couple of weeks I think they had three three losses and five haven't they now and they've not struggled to put teams away but you know I think they've got a bit complacent so so, so mentally they've won haven't they in their heads they've won it they they pretty much probably think they have and you know I think the the issue for Liverpool this season they've seen the Champions League is the fact that they've been so dominant Mm. that when they've actually come against a good team they've struggled struggled, haven't they Mm. really and you know Watford obviously stuffed them three nil, but you know yeah, they, um, I don't know. The is a tough one. If you, even if we were, you know, they were bottom of the league, I mean, I'd still wouldn't be confident. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a good lesson, of course. So it's, it's much more palatable game. But yeah. I, I never like to predict that. I'm not a, I never like to predict how we're going to play in the derby, and especially after this Chelsea defeat. I think it's going to be a tough week at the training ground for, for the players because I think Carlos could be working probably quite hard and the and trying to get a destruction this side, but. Yeah, Liverpool. It depends what team they play. When do they play? That's going to dig. Is the weekend? Wednesday. This Wednesday coming. This Wednesday coming. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously it'd be better if we were, it was you know, the, the Wednesday after because we would have rested players. Whether that's a good thing or not, you know. So, but yeah, I think I think you know we've got a, we've got a chance if we play our best. And you know, obviously we'll play on the counter against trying to suck them in and having Richardson run it, run it, you know, and Calvin Lewin run it then. But the, I mean, they, they don't they don't look. Like they did look in terms of, you know, Liverpool for me have never really swept sides totally to the side. They've won quite a few games by decent margins, but when you look back at say a dominant Man City last season, City was just absolutely smashing teams. Liverpool, Liverpool were best of last season they were this season. Yeah, I Liverpool much more dominant. I think that, I think that the quality of the league is not what it was, um, and and that that is, is obvious for all. I think the last couple of seasons it's been a bit like that, hasn't it? You know, both I mean City this season have, have not been great in the league, but last season it was it was them too. Well above the rest, um, but I mean Liverpool obviously on the day a very very good side, and and it'd be daft for us to sit here as much as we we slate them and can't stand them and what have you. It'd be daft for us to sit here and not say that because they they are where they are not by mistake or by fluke because they they've been the best side in the league and that that's how it is. I think from an Everton point of view and an Everton fan point of view, we've got to want to go in there. And, and stop them winning the, the, the league, especially at our game because it could, be, you know, depending on what happens over the course of this, we could, could be a case that they could win it. Goodison, there'd be nothing worse than that. There'd be not. I mean, we know they're going to win it. There'd be nothing worse. That would just compound. I think. I think we've come to accept because obviously the league's been over yeah, since like December, yeah. so I think it was. It's been quite passable winning the league. Yeah. You, you know, if it was like last season, he'd overcome Man City on the final day or whatever. That would have been horrible. But yeah. I think we've come to terms. But then to win it at Goodison, oh god. I, 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 partly obviously I don't want it because it's never Tony but I fear for what would happen in the grounds yeah. Yeah. I think you know Jordan Henderson could be wearing the cup if that you know if the trophy if that you know if it happens but that, it's one of those isn't it I think I think even the Premier League would be scared of them lifting the cup at the Evans ground wouldn't they but that's it do you think they get a guard of honour oh, oh the club said they're not going to get a guard of honour excellent that's what the, the rumour is at the club that they're not going to get them because Again, it's just getting side fans, isn't it? You know, before the game. But then again, you know, the bear pits what we need, isn't it? I think that this is we do, again, yeah. yeah, I think it's far too hard. I think we need to get the bear pit back. I think Carlos, obviously, was at the was the Chelsea game with Dunco, the the, uh, the Man United game, we were Chelsea game. So we was there to watch, and we were like a bit. We were bear pit, wasn't it that day? And I think 
that will that would aid the sick and slip if we can get it back that way. But after this week's performance, I think it's got to be tough. But I don't know. I think I think we need to show you know we need to put a performance into you know show the fans that you know we're going getting on the right back on the right track. I think that's it. It's all about the the reaction, isn't it? And Carlos asked after the the Chelsea game about you know do do you learn a lot from your players? After a game like this, in terms of how they react, basically, and I, and I think, and I think he will. I think you know, as, as much as yet, it was a bad day at the office, and you know, we faced a decent Chelsea side. I don't think, for me, you can't read too much into that when you're going into a derby game. I think that I don't think the fans will allow it. I think, especially at Goodison, you know, we're on top of the players. We can make it as difficult as we want for Liverpool as a fan base, and, and this is not not a call to arms by any means. But I think we we do we do play <laughs> <Fox. laughs> we, we do we do play our best, and we have done over the years when we make it horrible, and we've got to make it horrible. You know, look, look back at last season when it was nil nil, and as much as okay, it wasn't a fantastic game. There were certain moments in that game. One, the Jordan Pickford save from Salah first half. Two. The Beckenbauer tackle by Michael Keane yes. on, on Sally in the second half, the way the ground gets up, and you saw a clock with the ball boy and stuff like that. And the game Boston attack, yeah, exactly. So, we, we, we love the fact that we were, you know, we were saying he lost the game at Goodison Park and this, that, and the other. Don't, don't let them win the league at Goodison Park because there will be nothing worse. But it's so important that we see a reaction both the fans react to the players. And the players show a reaction from from the game against Chelsea because you, you can't you can't hide Liverpool if they think they come in the league at Goodison they're going to be bang up for it and they're going to they're going to want to rub it right in our faces. Yeah, Klopp's there. I think Klopp would relish nothing more. Would you really? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the win, you know, because he's all about you know his, his images and when he's on the cameras and I think he'd find that you know he'd find that the best ever if he won at his rivals' ground. Yeah, I, I think yeah, definitely. I think Carlo will love it. You know, as you say, you always learn more from a loss than a win. I think the, the play again. You'll look at the players this week and the way they react and train and go. I can, I can rely on him. I can rely on him. I can't rely on him, but of course we can. We can only rely on him. We've got at the moment, but hopefully, hopefully we can turn over the beds and you know, you know put the put the title of celebration on all for another week and maybe they get beat again and again and again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Wishful thinking. I mean, yes, you, yeah. you look at the, look at the game against Bournemouth, um, and you know another day the. They, they draw the game, exactly, you know, yeah. and they, they, they don't look like the Liverpool of the you know the previous months, and, and that gives me a bit of hope. But you can look at it sort of a two ways. I was saying this one before, you know, for me, it's either a case of we're getting a big thrashing out of our system before the derby, or someone says we're, we're reverting to type a little bit. Now you hope it's the the first, the first one, but. You just don't know, do you? But that's it. We were soft today, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. I think I, I said in the um, in the group, Chelsea were aggressive. That was the best thing mm. they did. They bullied us. And best you think before that game, Lampard will have said to them, "Don't let Everton do to you what they did at Goodison yeah. Park, mm. where we were first to every ball. We didn't give them a second, and we yeah, we were nowhere near them today. And if we turn up like that against Liverpool, yeah, we could get crucified. What, what was what was the, the stats, Andy? Would- uh, when Chelsea came to Goodison, Duncan's obviously Duncan's first game. Thirty-six tackles in the first half, the most ever uh, in like ten years in the Premier League, and there was four four today. And I think that I think I think that's always been the case for Everton ever since I was a kid. That people would tell you if Everton don't win the second ball in a game, you know it's going to be bad. And today we don't think we want a single second ball all game. Yeah. And I think that's key against the Liverpool because it can be frenetic. And like against Chelsea when we beat them, you know when we beat Chelsea at our place. We were frenetic. We won every second ball. We turned the ball over high. We caused them problems, and mm. 
you know, Liverpool, you know, we've obviously, we've, we've had, we can't, we've had two bad performances sorry, against, I've never, I don't think we've ever had three bad performances in one season against, usually we make a draw somewhere, <laughs> hopefully, we, a draw's a minimum in this game really, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, we had obviously the, the long ball special about, you know, when they beat Sarampfield in the league and then the reserve, the, the reserve gave. <laughs> so, you know, we, yeah, I think it's time with the players, if it's some of the last games, some of the last derbies, I think it's time they put a performance and show the fans, especially after today, I think the Evan fans who want that, I think they want to see the players turn around and go, yeah, we are, you know, fighting for the manager, fighting for the club and hopefully against Liverpool it's, you know, it's the opposite of what usually happens it'd be nice to beat them as well we haven't beat them in a while set, set some marker down for next season doesn't it we're yeah. right, ready to start you know, beating the big boys I think, it, I think it gives you that little bit of, of, of belief and, and confidence back because no doubt it was rocked a little bit after the Chelsea game and um, we built up obviously a bit of a bit of momentum um, a bit of a a bit of a winning or picking up points along the way so it's a little bit disappointing to, to lose that game today. I'm sure it's knocked a little bit of confidence, but there's no better game to get your confidence back than absolutely smashing your local rivals. You know, and, and I'll, take, I'll take anything in terms of a win. I'll take it off someone's backside, someone's nose. Mo Salah on goal will do, will do for me. Um, but we've got it. We've got to show. We've got to show character. And it's a test. It's a test for that side and a test for those players because some of those players are playing for staying at Everton for next season for me and contacts and what have you so it's, it's absolutely imperative that those, that those players stand up we, we've been crying for leadership and let, well, let's go out there and show we've got we've got 11 leaders on the pitch people need to set standards don't they you mm-hmm. know you need players within that squad to say last week wasn't good enough we're not playing like that again and that's what winners are made of and that's why consistency you get more you know, yeah, obviously consistency is excellent, like excellent so we need to Banish this week and try and be able to reset because you know, top teams do that, don't they? They get beat mm-hmm. and then they'll reset and, and win games. I'm very interested to see how we'd line up against Liverpool. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I, I would never play Davis and Gomez against Liverpool in the centre midfield. Mm-hmm. I think that defensively, it's just it, 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 this is the problem. Evan and Gordon, the squad is a bit bare bare in centre midfield. I think Gabamon's probably still a month off at, le- at least. Yeah, he might make the last two or three games of the season if if, if he does so. I suppose you can't pin all your hopes on a player coming back as well. We've seen with Andre Gomez, although yeah. we can still turn it on. He was, he was dead on his feet at 60 minutes today. He really couldn't get around the pitches enough. So, it's how Carlo sets up, and we've been suggested before, like Lake Baines maybe come back in and Dean playing a bit on the left hand side just to give us a bit of cover. Because yeah. obviously they're all, all about the full backs, aren't they? Yeah. Um, or maybe Yeri Mina comes back in because Michael Keane's had a bit of a rough time. So, yeah, there's, there's things Carlo can change. We'll see whether you know how he lines up. I think obviously the front two will stay the front two. Whether Richardson goes on the right and we bring Moise Keane in for his, his pace, I think he was okay today when he came on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very hard. I think I think it's very hard, and this is what people need to understand. It's very hard to come in for when the game's already gone. And yeah, perform because team like Chelsea's the intensity of the game's gone, so you can either look good or you can look you know you're not interested. And I think Gordon did all right when he came on today. It was nice to see him play, but like you know, I'd like to see Keane get more minutes towards the end of the season. Do you think though, I mean, obviously Liverpool, they they have this three in midfield, don't they? Which is just literally you know, water carriers, isn't it? So it, when it's shown with with Henderson not playing recently, they struggle a little bit, don't they? In that in that sense, do you think we're going to try and match them? In the midfield as a three, because that that's where we struggle at times, don't we? When we're getting overran. Yeah, Fabinho's not been the same since he came back. He came back from injuries. I think he's physically struggled. So, yeah, it's fact we haven't got legs in the field. But exactly, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing you need. Yeah. Then we ju- we just you know the players who have got you know perceived to have got legs haven't got legs anymore. Unfortunately, Delph's probably not the same player he was a couple of years ago. 
get off his six and obviously got any legs anymore. I don't really have any legs anyway. But, <laughs> you know, he's not. He's. He was okay centrally though. I, I, I know he's like, and I'm not a big fan, but I think he was okay centrally. Yeah. I think he could get away with him centrally. I think out on the wing, it exposed everything that he's. You know, the, that is the problem with him. And I think Carl obviously likes whatever. You know, you know, you can say his set pieces or his, his defensive ability or is it whatever else it is. I don't know, but <laughs> I think I just hope that. We find a happy medium somewhere with the side where we can get a little, you know, a little run together. You know, where, you know, where we can say this is the side because obviously at the moment he's chopping, changing a lot, isn't he? You know, Mina drops out, Bernard drops out, players come in. I think against Liverpool, we need our best side out, whatever that may be. And I know, and it's it's who who comes in um, if anyone. As I say, I we had said this before, didn't we? About Leighton Baines maybe coming in. Um, I'd love a left hand side of Leighton Baines and Luca Dean really would. I think that. It can't do any harm, and you know th- this is the time for for Carl to try things. Fine, and, yeah. You know it, it looks like Leighton Baines obviously is, well, it's going to be offered a new deal, which is which is absolutely right. Um, he's done it on the right, hasn't he, with Colin and Sadibi in the past as well. Um, but it's something which which we might try. But the midfield, yeah, it concerns me on a weekly basis anyway. Would you consider playing Mason Holgate right back to try? And- Stem and stem because and playing sort of like you know when, when we first came and he sort of in the back three when we were in possession. Yeah, that could be an eye. That, that could be a sort I of think idea. yeah, I think I think it's possible. I really do. I think after and you know I, I don't just sit here and sleep and sleep players. I mean, Sadibi could say himself he's probably dropped off in terms of his form in in uh, recent weeks. But I think against a side like that, he, he was so good going forward. You need to do whatever you can. And they'll, they'll probably look to exploit if him and Michael Keane or him and me to play on that side. They'll look mm. to try and exploit the the. the, the I, I suppose you can't always just set a team up solely to stop the opposition. Yeah, Sam Allardyce does. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think you know we do need to consider that's a big consideration for Carl. Or he may, you know, as same we see as now in another game where he, obviously if he's going to win the title, I think he'll play the best team. Or maybe he'll, he'll try something different. So you'll mm-hmm. see that he te- test Tom Davis again. I don't know. I think you know, fortunately for Tom, I think unfortunately with the uh, the Goodison Boo Boys have definitely got it in form. I know people don't rate him. I know people think. Whatever I think, you know, he's what he's twenty one, is he? Mm. I think he's the year younger than Hoggy, you know, Calvert Lewin. I'm not saying it will happen for all we know, he could have a similar similar upset in form next yeah. season, obviously. And that, and that's key, isn't it? I mean we, we see it all the time with certain players subject to, to criticism. We we've touched on Davis in, in previous podcasts in terms of it's always more difficult for a local lad to to not so much be accepted, but there's so much there's a will for them to succeed, isn't there? It's either Rooney or nothing, isn't there, really? Yeah, and that's what you said to me in the past. It's, everyone's compared to, to Wayne Rooney, aren't they? As I said to someone, how many people have produced Wayne Rooney in the last 20 years? Yeah. I think they, 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 how many play people have produced one of England's best ever players? You yeah. know, it's, it's impossible to keep that little player. I think Barkley suffered with that, Rodwell suffered yeah. with that. You know, They never hit those heights. They've got pl- good effective Premier League players, if you will, but you know, this one, the best of us, Barkley, today, sadly. It's just one of those things. People, I don't want to go on about Tom too much because I think a lot of people have covered, covered the ground with him. But I think we, we, he'll probably still be around the squad next season, or he may be out on loan. But mm. you might, you might have to play against Liverpool. There's no Schneiderlin. You know, it's either still, still Gilfie Sigurdsson and Gomez. Mm-hmm. Worked with, I mean, anywhere on Delph in terms of he's injured, he's got injured. Yeah, so it's someone today he got, he got injured in training yesterday. I don't know if it's a slight pull, but he seems to have muscle injury problems, doesn't he? I don't know if he's like the Anton Alcaraz where you know, he's got muscle fatigue every time he plays his can't for six weeks. You know, but uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's very difficult. And this is the you know the, the problem. We tried to bring in Delph for his experience and unfortunately because of 
you know, whatever happened has happened this season, it's not worked out for him. Maybe next season it will, maybe he won't be here, who knows? But, you know. Yeah, it, I, I remember when you, you came on in the summer and we, and we were signing Delphin, um, I had reservations over his injuries. Um, I originally was like, you know, you, you like, like today, example, you watch the match, their reaction, and it was like, oh no, Fabian Delphin, of course, like, oh, okay, eight million, whatever. But then the injuries are just they creeped in. I mean, and I don't think we expected him to play as much as he had to, even, even with the injuries. Yes, you're right, yeah. But the problem is we've needed him to play because of injuries and he's not been available, so it's been a vicious circle. And it's, I it's, don't mind him in the dressing room, but as a player, you know, having to play, you know, lying on him is not the greatest thing at this point. You look at, obviously, um, Gabamon having a long-term injury, Gomez with a long-term injury, so like you say, Delph has had to play a bigger part than probably he and we thought that he would he would have to do. Um but we, it does leave us if he doesn't recover over the course of this week it leaves us with a bit of a, bit of a predicament and it might be a case of we throw Holgate in the centre mid again possibly yeah. maybe maybe we'll do that but we need to we need to address it and, and obviously obviously try and match them but let's 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 have a have a prediction then if we, if we can I'd like to predict it Andy but we, we'll start with you if you want to just say we'll lose or draw remember that show we'll lose or draw remember that I do the, uh, the Zora one that was good. I'm going to say 1-0 to Evan. Pretty positive. Hope. Hope. Bigger picture. Yeah. Got to be bigger picture, yeah. Yeah. Tom Davis. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with... I'll go... I'll go with... Luca Dean. He's a, he's due a goal. He's due a goal, isn't he? Yeah. Definitely due a goal. Play the year last year. It's not hit the same heights this season. Pete? I was going to go 1-0 with Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm hoping we can get, get the first goal, make it tight, make it uncomfortable. And, then uh, a few penalties, shouts turn down, it gets a bit nasty and then we, we, we maybe laugh. Who's, who's the ref? It's probably a combination of probably Don't John Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Kavanagh and Mike Dean. The Terminator of the referees. I think... I'm going to be hopeful and say 2-1 Everton. I, th- I think that we can beat them. I think Wofford, have, obviously everyone have shown how to, how to play Liverpool. You know what I mean? And the, It was all about that intensity, putting them under pressure, winning midfield battles... They had this obviously the a decore who's someone who can just carry the ball, which we haven't we haven't got. Yeah, it was an issue today. Yeah. Chelsea's midfield could all turn with the ball and run the field maybe. It's mobility is the yeah. is the key, isn't it? Um but I do I do have hope for the game, I really do. Um and I think that Cavaloon will score. Um and I think I think it's ours. I think our two main men on the spot again and we can we can stop that that party over there at the swamp for at least another another week or two. Um, before we finish, just a, a little a little note. I did say I was going to announce it on the podcast, and uh, that's our our competition winner, our poster competition winner. Um, so that was that was done in relation to Cavalier signing his contract. The winner, and we will tweet out shortly as well, uh, is at really underscore twenty five. Isn't that a fan as well? Which helps. Um, so we we'll be in touch about that. Um, Andy, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks, always enjoy. <coughs> Absolutely, pleasure again. Um, we'll be in touch about any kind of long-term deals. Yeah, I'm open to offers. Yeah, it, it <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Lee likes his Aldis, doesn't he? So you know, we can enable him to go more Aldis. It's all good, isn't it? It is. It is. We've, we've got a, a willing replacement there, and I'm more than able to replace him as He's well. Going to be the Matthews farm, hasn't he? So yeah, something like that. Yeah, he, he sort of covers it as golf, but I've I've seen him play. And, and I mean, he, he ain't no good. That's all I'm saying. He won't like, like, like listen to that either. But he's, he's, he's no good. He's no good. 
Uh, I'll beat him with a frying pan. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We will be back to review the derby um, in a couple of weeks. Will it be on Monday? And we've got a bit of a, a bit of a, a pre-cover, haven't we? Uh, for, for various reasons, Norwich involvement in the FA Cup. We're going to look ahead then on the next podcast to the, the visit of Leicester, another Monday night game uh, under the lights of Goodison Park. So we'll catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.